Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On The List. Today is Friday, September 27th, 2013. This is episode number 29. My guest today here in our new studio at the Ski Lodge is a friend of mine who's also a talented actor and one of the stars of a brand new television show that's very close to my heart and premieres this <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, it's called Hello Ladies, and yes. his name is Kevin Weissman. Thank you. What's up, Kevin? What's up, man? How are you? Good to see you. Good again. to see you, too. I just saw you last night. Last night. We can jump right into it, because last night was the big premiere of Hello Ladies. At the Avalon. At the Avalon in Hollywood. Huge venue for a premiere. <laughs> I know. I was. It's a concert venue, but last night they put a movie screen up. Yeah. How did you... I feel like it went well, but it was an odd venue to screen two episodes of a television show in that it looked amazing looked amazing how was the sound from where you were sitting the sound was okay i wouldn't say the acoustics in there are built for movies or tv as much as for a concert right but it looked great it was up on the big screen and i knew all the lines so i understood what was going on but maybe if somebody didn't know wasn't familiar with the show they might not have heard it i feel a couple of things got lost like a couple couple jokes yeah but yeah i think the i think i mean the big um Sequences played really well. Yeah, yeah. Don't there were think. some moments where I was waiting. I'm like, is that going to get a huge laugh? Is that going? And then it would. Yeah. And so that's good. But had I mean, you, had you seen the second episode before? No, I, never. Had, had you? you seen the pilot? I had seen a rough cut of the pilot like a year ago. Right. So to see it all together with the opening credits and the music and the sound and it just was, it was perfect. The it, credits are amazing. It was done by this um, uh, Swedish company. I yeah. Think, and. They did a great job. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know how you describe it without seeing it, but it's like still pictures that keep pulling out from each other. So it's like, you know, he starts in a bar and then it gets wider. He's at a newsstand, he's in a diner and just keeps pulling, pulling, pulling. Failing Uh, spectacularly in each. (laughs) Right, failing spectacularly. Or just ogling girls that walk by. But he, um, so let's talk about the show. So uh, it starts this Sunday, September 29th, 10.30 p.m. after Eastbound and Down. That's right. And subsequently, probably like six or seven times throughout the week. Exactly. And on On Demand and on HBO Go. So it's almost like you do want people to watch it at 10.30, but if they don't, they will definitely be able to catch it somehow. There's a lot going on in the TV world this weekend. I know. Sunday night, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, but what, what time is Breaking Bad? Well, I get it at like six. I get okay. So it's at nine, right? So it's at nine. So after Breaking Bad, when you're you've seen all this drama and you need to be cheered up, (laughs) is this gonna wait a minute? Is this gonna be online before the maybe? Yeah, I'll try to get this on. All right. Um, If not, people will have already seen it, which is more fun. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But uh, so the first season's eight episodes. So there'll be a new episode every Sunday for eight weeks. The billboards are everywhere, as we both know. We've both been Instagramming them. Um, (laughs) You're the biggest supporter, I feel like. Well, I want people to watch it. I appreciate it. I I meant that as a compliment. Yeah. No, I know. You and my mom, I think, are are my biggest fans. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Trying to get people to watch the show. I think people will, though. The poster's great. It's this billboard where Stephen Merchant is in the middle, and there's two couples on either side of him and the tagline is single and desperate to mingle yeah and uh, i got to pick the people that were on that billboard actually yeah so that you, was were cool. the, uh, you were the you were the hello ladies behind the hello ladies yeah. i feel like if i can say the yeah of course the, uh, the the conceit of the show is is steven's trying to meet um you know a, a woman his wife ostensibly I think the woman of his dream yes and uh and he thinks she has to be beautiful of course 
Right. He's, he's setting his, his expectations a little high, right. I guess. But, uh, um, yeah, no, but everyone wants her <laughs> wife to be beautiful, right? Of course. On the inside. Bruce, and on the, the inside. Both. Yes. Um, and uh, it was based, I think, on some experiences that he had in London, and he did a one-man show that he toured internationally with and then called hello ladies called hello ladies and which is have you seen it by the way no i want to see it you can watch it on youtube oh it is on youtube okay i need to see it it's his like stand-up special right exactly okay and i I think the one that's on youtube is from an australian uh concert uh that he did i think they're like the sydney opera house or something really yeah yeah he's huge overseas and this is his moment i think not just physically yes right he's six six, seven seven. it's crazy he's so tall he's massive and i'm Um, like a short jew from encino it's a weird combination yeah and you guys well you know what i was gonna say you guys play best friends but you don't play best friends you play friends acquaintances i say frenemies frenemies right yeah we're kind of like the seinfeld newman of the uh, millennium right well okay well let's talk about that let's talk about uh your character so your character's name is kivas kivas and so he's they go out a lot together but Stephen's always, or Stephen plays Stuart. Stuart is always kind of annoyed that you're going to be there. Yeah, it's a love hate relationship. Like, why'd you invite that guy? Well, first of all, just to give a little backstory, he's got another friend, uh, Nate Torrance, plays Wade, who's kind right. of. He's, his wife has just left him right. uh, and put him on like a 30-day moratorium. I'm right. not going to see you for 30 days. He's a bit of a sad sack, a yes. sweet, sweet guy, and a great actor. And um, he was in. Uh, she's out of, she's yeah, out of my she's league. She's out of my league. TV shows, uh, Studio 60 and Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah, he's awesome. And um, so it's the three of you. So yeah, and then I'm I'm more Nate's friend, Wade's friend, and uh, right. I get brought into the group. But I'm kind of the you, <laughs> in term like how you are in LA. Like I know everybody. I'm, right. I'm great with women. Right. I'm, I'm well, yeah, of course, as you are, <laughs> right. as you are. And uh, I'm just you know I'm very uh, I, I don't go the approach of, of of Steven, which is kind of a little bit desperate and, and right. He tries a little too hard. I kind of go the friendly route, exactly. sneak in through the back door. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I'm in a wheelchair. I've been in a wheelchair since childbirth, and uh, the On character the has yes, yes, yes not uh, not in real life, not me. And um, and I think I think that irks Stephen in that I'm in a wheelchair, and you know, I guess you could say uh, handicapped in right. terms of uh, being able to maneuver and. But I still have incredible success with the women. Yeah, you have game. I got game. But and, and the thing is, it's like usually that character is portrayed as maybe insecure, they have a disability, but you don't even notice it with your character because he's so confident. Right. And what's really cool is that, even, well, what's really interesting is that even though Stephen doesn't want you around because he's maybe jealous of you, he needs you around. Yeah. The only reason the girls stay when he awkwardly hits on them is because you find a way to smooth it over and keep him around i put out a lot of fires yeah exactly <laughs> so he really does need you around i guess over the yeah. course of the eight episodes he does realize that he needs you around yeah i mean we we do have some moments where we share we're kind of we're kind of in cahoots a exactly. lot of the time right. and he kind of comes to me for sage advice in the moment right when he's trying to maneuver his way through a you know, a sticky situation. He out. needs he needs you more than you need him until you need to be lifted up four flights of stairs <laughs> because you're, there's no elevator. Let's not in the give away some crucial. Well, now people will have to watch goals. to see what that means. Right? Exactly. <laughs> in the pilot. Exactly. Uh, so, so the show is created by Stephen Merchant, like you said, based yeah. on the stand-up and, show, and two, and two writers from uh, the Office. The so, Office, right? Yeah. So Lee Eisenberg, Gene Stubnitsky. Yes. So that's how I got involved. I should explain sort of my involvement. So, I was about to tell to talk about your your this, you're the secret weapon, but yeah. It is a secret weapon. Um, So basically, I mean, the backstory on this is uh, I read the script. It was July 2012, which is a while while ago already. So um, 
over a year ago, I'm reading the script, and actually my sister had just given birth to my twin nieces. It was July 31st last year, and Mazel I hopped tough. on a plane. Mazel Thank tough. you. Now they're a year. And yeah. so I hopped on a plane to New Jersey, and I had the script. Gene had sent it to me. And I was like, here's a perfect opportunity to read it, like uninterrupted on a flight. Yeah. And I read it on the plane, and I was laughing out loud. So funny. And I was that guy who's on the plane laughing out loud. <laughs> I usually hate that guy. I'm um, usually the guy on the plane crying. That's, that's the <laughs> right, difference between right. you and me. About what, though? Just, just you, you have too much time to think. Yeah, yeah. yeah about life. Sadness. Right, just sadness. Yeah, general sadness. It all comes out. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading it, and I'm laughing, and I just remember, like, I had all these ideas in my head and I, things I wanted to tell them, and I don't know if there was internet on that flight, but when I landed, I sent them an email i sent an email to uh lee and gene right away being like i love this script i was right. like this is so funny at the time hbo had ordered the pilot so they knew that the pilot was being ordered but it hadn't necessarily been picked up to series yet right I don't, it wasn't even cast yet because no. i remember i was throwing out ideas for actors and we didn't know for, each other for, yet. Kivis, you were for everybody who just, did you think would be a good Kivis? i don't remember now i'd have to look at the email but i think yeah. i was thinking it was younger i don't Jack think Black. i knew yeah <laughs> i think I, I did like guys in their 20s like these right. like younger guys like well, i well i mean steven's 38 well i didn't realize i guess at the time i didn't yeah. really think about it but yeah. uh but right steven was involved actually his character's name was steven in the pilot script yeah changed to Stuart along the way yes because he didn't want it to be autobiographical yeah which i think there are obviously elements yeah called from the life but but it's not larry david it's no, not Kirby. exactly exactly it's and it's a little more cinematic too it's a little more oh exactly it's a little more kind of like little indie films every week right. as opposed to a camera just kind of following yes. us around you're right you're right it is cinematic you know? and he's but it has the same kind of improv element a little bit that curb does yeah well i think that right i think the comedy is very much like curb yeah. but the look is more like entourage exactly the world is or very entourage yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it's definitely, lighter girls but you know. yeah but it's the yeah. guys on the outside of the entourage so they're not in the entourage they're on the outside it's a bit in. yeah i like to call it non-tourage <laughs> perfect non-tourage it's the other 98 percent of los angeles exactly that doesn't have mark Wahlberg walking them through through the know. club and listen i've been doing this a long time and i don't i'm no you know i'm no vinnie chase no you get listen i've seen you walk up to bootsy bellows and <laughs> and hooray henry's and walk right in well, I know, I know some people. <laughs> right, I, know, exactly. I know a few people. <laughs> you don't have to wait. Um, <laughs> and so I read the script. I emailed them. I was like, I love this. And uh, and I think I gave him a couple notes on like the club scenes. He orders a lot. And I was like, that's yeah. not going to cost $200. I'm like, that line should be 800 or 900 yeah. I mean, he orders a ton of drinks for Yeah, he gets group. kind of suckered into buying an entire table exactly. of women and men. He, offer, drink. Right, he, he offers, offers to three buy girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That clip's been everywhere. And so... Um, so I remember uh, Gene wrote back, and he's like, you know, we want to bring you on the pilot as like an authenticity consultant. Yeah. So I was like, great. Just about L.A. and girls and clubs Usually and it's like a cop. <laughs> right. That's a or, real cop that right. comes on, this is how you hold the gun. Exactly. Or like, you're like ER. is this, or do we look like we're really, yeah, like ER, like a doctor. <laughs> right. They get a doctor to make sure you say all the diseases right or whatever. But I, be, I became the consultant on the Hello Ladies yeah. pilot. Where do fun. we put the ladies? And are their breasts large enough? <laughs> right. Brett, like, are their uh, breasts large enough? Not in no, that. Let not me bring this other girl in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's try something else. That's basically what you did. Kind of, yes. <laughs> Not the thing about the breasts, but you did bring in uh, right. some Beautiful very girls. attractive yeah. ladies you know, I, I, that are all your friends. Yeah, well, everybody, the guys, yeah. the girls, everyone who I had an opportunity to get on the show. Some ended up with roles on the show. Some were featured. Yeah. Some, you know, um, some had pretty big parts. And uh, you know, the the best looking group of people that I think I've ever met. Wow. Is, 
That's a compliment to me and my friends. I appreciate that. They're a very, very attractive crowd. Yeah. Birds of a feather, Brett. Birds of a feather. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of experiences that have put me in the position to befriend a lot of people that yeah. are, yeah. you know, aspiring actors and models and, and those kind of jobs. And right. so um, I did put them in the pilot. I put a big group in the pilot. But over the course of the eight episodes, I figured it out. I put 50 people on Hello Ladies. Is that Ladies. right? Yeah, because I put Good together Lord. an email list in case we do like a viewing party at some point throughout the season. Right. And so I put together the list, and it was literally 50. I counted exactly 50 people. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would say it was probably like it was probably like thirty five girls and maybe fifteen guys or perfect something like ratio. That. Yeah, that's a pretty good ratio. ratio. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, and yeah, so, because I think you know, no slight to kind of casting or oh, no, central no, no. casting. Um, you know, in terms of extras, they had cast the show with they kind of you know called their group and. Mm-hmm. You came in to bring more of a realistic Los Angeles right. bend to it and brought some of your friends into, right. you know, have like you said, have some lines. Feature and also extras. the VIP section had yes. to look different than the rest of the club and that kind of thing for this character, Courtney's birthday party or Courtney's friend's birthday party. Yes. Um, and yes. so... In the pilot. In the, in pilot. the pilot. Yes. And, and it was a great, yeah, they were a great group. Yeah. Well, let's talk about shooting the pilot. Or actually, before we shot the pilot. So uh, when did you read the script? Well, or- I read the script, I guess, uh, a year ago, August. Yeah. And... Um, Allison Jones was casting it, and I, I've known Allison for 15 years. She did The Office. She did The Office. Did we mention that Stephen Merchant created The Office in England? We should mention that. With Ricky Gervais, With the Ricky original Gervais. Office, the and original then he was office. a producer on The American Office. Exactly. Yes. And, so, and Extras, Life's Too Short. Yes. Most people I would say know him from Extras. Yeah, he played the agent. Yeah, and the movie yeah. Hall Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. And so, um, it's great that. so he was attached to it when you got the script. Oh, yeah, I knew it was him. And Allison had called, and Allison has cast me in a number of pilots, and TV shows over the years, and uh, she's been a huge supporter. Saw me in a play when I was like 25. Oh, really? Has since been an incredible. She's got a good eye for casting. I mean, the people on the office, you believe that they're really those people. Oh, yeah. You almost don't feel like you're watching actors. No. When you watch the office. It's a testament to those actors. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're incredible. Exactly. You know? Um, And uh, anyway, so yeah, I came in to uh, meet with Steven, and we. He had just gotten back from the. I came in, and Lee and Gene were sitting there, and um, they're like, oh, we're going to wait. You know, I had the material. And generally, when you when you when you kind of read for something like this, go in, chit chat a little bit, and then like, ah, let's try the material. And in these situations, it's usually very loose. Like, keep it loose, and we'll try it. We'll try it this way. We'll try it that way. Yeah. If you want to improvise, it's great. You know, just kind of stick to the general. Well, especially we should say he wrote, Stephen Merchant wrote it and he's starring in it and directing it and producing it. So sometimes you want to stick to the text when the actor you're working opposite also wrote it. Yeah. It's harder probably to go Well, and I, and I will consider it like if I'm, when I read for, uh, I read for part on Mad Men, which I didn't get, it wasn't the John Hamm part. (laughs) It was actually this season. Um, the gentleman plays the doctor. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little younger than him. It just didn't, but I mean, it was great to meet, uh, Matt Weiner and, you know, but the note I was given before reading for that was stick to the script do not, do not change a word deviate. yes <laughs> matt is a stickler this is his baby wow when i came in uh lee uh, uh said to me uh, steven was in the bathroom he said yeah keep it loose it's fine you know steven's not he i mean uh, obviously we wrote this but we're but we're looking to make it authentic and yeah and have fun with it have fun and we're we're kind of more uh interested in the relationship between these two guys okay and so when he came back in and, and he, he went to shake my hand but his hands were kind of wet and i was like oh hey you know i'm, I'm not gonna shake your hand because you, know, you just came from the bathroom with your hand and he, he thought that was really funny but i actually was being serious <laughs> oh you were being <laughs> no, serious kind of. I was <laughs> right, with him. right. I was like don't touch me yeah i was just kind of fucking with him yeah. and um but we just kind of hit it off right away just from that silly exchange yeah um 
I had I'd worked on the material, but you know, kind of my philosophy in auditioning is, you know, definitely be familiar with it, definitely make some choices for the character, but also keep it open in terms of what happens in the room right. and really assess what's going on with the person that you're reading with, which is generally a casting director who some have, you know, more acting training, training than others. So did you skip the Allison Jones part and go straight? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And you went straight, straight to Steven. Steven yeah. Oh, Cause great. like I said, I've known Allison for right, years. Exactly. Oh, Kevin might be ready He's for good. this. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people read for this, you know, guys on SNL and you know, she went to New York to read people. Wow. So I'm very, very honored and blessed to be on the show, yeah. but, um, you earned it. Yeah, I guess. But I, I, so I, there was a, Anyway, we just started kind of riffing and, and worked with the text, and um, I think I just tried to keep it real too. I think I think that the tendency with this material is to kind of really go big. Yeah. And uh, some shows that work if you're doing a three camera. Right, right, right. Yeah, sitcom. Yeah, you know, like Two and a Half Men or something. You know, that's grounded too. But they're but they're the characters are are, are kind of larger than life. Yeah. And they're great. They're all amazing. But yeah. this show, I had a feeling it was you know going to be a little more grounded. And yeah. So. You know, we we just kind of hit it off, and 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 after that, a, about a month went. They said, "Oh, they love you know, went great. They loved you." A month went by, I didn't hear anything. Really, I heard like, "Oh, they're still looking at people." <laughs> okay, great. Right. And I went on and worked on some other stuff, and just kind of kept the kept the career going. Right. You know, the plate spinning, <laughs> yeah, as best I could, and um, uh, got a call that they wanted to see me again. Went back in, read with Stephen again. There was some new material. Okay. Then I tested for the show, which is basically when you go to the network, in this case HBO, yes. and you go to the go to HBO and you're, you you go into this room and there's it's like stadium seating. <laughs> it's like doing a play, which That's I think I've intense I have an, too. It's intense. I mean, I think I have an advantage in terms of experience. Well, I've done a lot of plays, so I oh, yeah, I can exactly. kind of theaters my background, so I can kind of like. Just all right. This is a play. Yeah. These are my lines. Going in, we're just performing. Did you do? Did they put you in a wheelchair? Yes. They we did. met about an hour early. There were two other actors reading for it as well, and we each had like twenty minutes with Stephen in this other side room. Did you see them? Yes. Oh, I won't ask who they were. Yeah. We shouldn't say. Rather not. But uh, great, both great actors yeah. and great guys, and um, uh, went in and they had the wheelchair there. And the cool thing that I think Stephen did that a lot of people don't do is that we kind of staged it. And Stephen came up on the stage with me to perform it. And um, uh, uh, Allison's associate, Ben. Okay. You know, oh, I met Ben. Uh, yeah, I met him last night. You know Ben. Yeah. And so he uh, he played the kind of the Wade character and the other characters. Oh, uh, okay. And then Stephen played himself, obviously, and yeah. I played Kivas. And we kind of staged it on the stage so they were there so it was like doing kind of a scene yeah as opposed to when you when you normally test you're up there right. everyone's staring at you and you're reading with the casting director that's sitting in the front row right like a screen test if people have ever seen footage it's just someone like in front of a backdrop you know with talking to a camera but this is cool because you guys almost act you acted out the scene yeah we staged blocked it, it like yeah. a little play yeah you know which is kind of in the wheelhouse for me and yeah. i just felt really good that okay well this is just what we're doing we're staging a a play and other stuff i've tested for in the past it's like what you're describing yeah. like you're just kind of staring at this casting director who's sitting in the front row yeah and literally. you're kind of like you know doing your little doodly do on stage <laughs> yeah. and it's just kind of antithetical to what you would be doing when you're actually working right. that's so really interesting right i'm really glad that he did that and obviously it worked for me and obviously for christine and yeah and you booked it you know nate and everything yeah, yeah. and then yeah. i mean because if that was a month after you read it then you probably started shooting pretty quickly after the screen test 
Cause yeah, we, but a couple weeks September. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, actually, maybe I read it in July. Yeah, because we, we shot it in, in August. You know, you know, maybe like a few weeks later. And um, The screen test. Yes. Because yes. the show is September. Is that when we yeah, did it? The yeah, the September. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it must have been August, and then September and then we started September. shooting it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then we rehearsed, too, before we yeah. actually shot the show, which was great. Yeah. And it was really great to kind of figure out the character and, you know, try to try to make sure that he was in the same world as Steven. Yeah. Because Steven's so good. Yeah. You know, and I remember telling him, I was like, dude, I want to make sure that I'm in the same world as you. I don't want to be too big. <laughs> yeah. And play kind of an over-the-top character. And he's like, you know, mate, listen, this is the only thing I do. You know, this is my character. It's the only character I'll ever play, really. But, you know, you're an actor. You do different things. I was like, exactly. I want to make sure I'm in your world. Right, right. You're a genius yeah. at this guy. Right. And I want to make sure that, that you know, it seems realistic. Yeah. he's so funny. And uh, But I think he changed the name from Stephen to Stewart, like we were talking about, because in real life he does pretty well with the ladies. So I don't, And he's not yeah. a web designer, and he no. doesn't dress like that. I mean, Stewart no. doesn't dress very well sometimes, um, like in the pool party episode, right. for example. <laughs> that's coming up. But, um, but So I think there, you have, there is that difference, but he plays the Stewart character so well. Yeah. And then your guy, Kivas. So did you know that Kivas was, I think he's named after Michael Kivas, who's the that's CAA. That's what everybody's agent. saying, yeah. yeah. And I met Michael once <laughs> at the table read for the pilot. Yeah. Everyone's like, dude, have you met Michael Kivas? <laughs> right. You are na- I'm like, okay. You're this- named for him, but I don't think your your behavior is based on him. But I don't know. Maybe I don't think so. But there were people that came up to me at the party last night, like, you nailed him. I was like, I've never met him. Well, yeah, when your character wheels out of the building for the first time and, yeah. and uh, Stuart says, you know, you invited Kivas, yeah. people were laughing. So I knew everyone that laughed knew who that guy the real was. Kivas. Yeah. Was he he's, there last night? He must have been, maybe. But he's an agent at CAA, and I guess he's, I don't think he's I think he was, Lee's agent, but he's friends with them. And I think he was their agent at one point, right? Uh, okay, maybe. Like yeah, but it's just such a great name. Kivas. I think he's just kind of like a, you know, successful, <laughs> but, a, but a little bit obnoxious guy, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I don't he's really a nice know guy. Him. I actually only know him as a, as a nice guy, but yeah. He's confident, though. He's definitely confident. Super confident. I yeah. think he drives like a Porsche. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, of he, course. He, like, he was already on the... I met him and then like literally he was driving away. He was already on the phone and like, there right, was like a blonde woman sitting in the front. There you go. Right. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. So they named him after... after or they named you after him. Yeah. And then so we shot the pilot. The location for the club and the pilot... Because the first thing I... The first day I saw you shoot was when they wheel you into the club. I think the first line right. was the... Um, the infamous... I like the smell. I, well, oh, I'll just... Yeah. I'll let people watch it. But uh, <laughs> it's a reference to what movie? Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. now. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. an apocalypse now. Reference. It's an homage it's to an homage. Um, Mr. Um, Robert Duvall. Yes, and yes. so that's yeah, that's the first thing your character says. That was the first day I saw you shoot, and so yeah. they used dancing the, in. My, I was dancing yeah, in my wheelchair. In your wheelchair, yes. you were good. Yeah, I mean, I, I believed. I mean, I knew you weren't really in a wheelchair, but I bought it. And um, yes. so the club that they used in the show, it's called Saboteur, and it's yeah. the hot spot on Friday nights. And then uh, the club they used, which was Bordner's, right? Where did we shoot that? No, no, the location in real life was. My, is a club called My Studio. Oh, My on Studio. On Hollywood Boulevard. Right, 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 right. But it was really fun. It was actually really fun to shoot. It looks good on TV. So people in L.A. who've been there will recognize the interior, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, the we did the exterior season two. I'm, I'm episode two. Season two. My mouth to... Uh, <laughs> wow. Season two. HBO's ears. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I met episode two. We shot right at in that, in that uh, little 
Hollywood corridor there. Yeah. But I remember uh, the exterior of the club was way downtown. Do you remember? Yeah. It was literally as far as you can drive downtown before like LA ends or something. Yeah. Down by like where American Apparel makes their clothes. And then then you keep going until you like hit like a bridge and water. And I was like, what body of water is this? I think that's where uh, Anthony Kiedis wrote under the bridge. (laughs) Right. That's where he was. It was crazy. But they but they sound. He was like around where we shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you could shoot that video. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's when I remember really hang out with you for the first time yeah because i was like who is this guy yeah. talking to me <laughs> no, no you came over and you were like who was, are you yes um, well you saw like all these girls kept coming over i think and you know yeah. asking me where they're supposed to go and what they're right. supposed to do and you were i was impressed like, who is this kid <laughs> yeah so but uh yeah i remember we bonded outside of the exterior of the fake club which yeah. was like I mean, they just found an outdoor location, but it plays as Hollywood. Yeah, because it, it, it wasn't a club. I think it was just a warehouse oh, it was that they literally dressed. Just, they made a place yeah. look like a club from the outside. Not to take away from the magic of television, but oh. it, it, it's funny. You guys pull up to this club, and it may as well be a club. Oh, dude, when I was, you know, I worked on Alias. On, uh, yeah, we're going to talk no, about No, no, I was the only reason to bring it up is yeah. that we shot, you know, the uh, majority of that stuff on uh, the Disney lot, which... Yeah. You know, they would put up a sign for Germany, like Dusseldorf, and then, but it was really like the commissary. <laughs> right. It's crazy. And we were in Germany. And actually, Hello Ladies, the production office is on the Disney lot. Oh, yeah. So that's been, that's yeah. been good, too. In the you. old, uh, well, yeah, the old animation yeah, building. Yeah, the animation building. Which is so cool. It's really like, cool. I know you walk in and all the cells are framed on the wall. Yeah, and it's underneath really that are, are the old tunnels. If you ever are over oh, there, really? ask them to take you down there. We actually shot some alias down there, and it's where they, it, in order to go from, the uh, old animation building to the where they would develop the cells back in the day is it underneath. No, the two bu- it was between two buildings, but they built these tunnels because um, for to keep them cool. So on hot days or rainy days, like wow. they wouldn't bring them outside to go from one building to the next. They would go underground. Wow! And they're still there. And they also probably can't be exposed to like sunlight. Or I something think that might have been it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes maybe sense. that's what it was. The so sunlight. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So all those movies everyone grew up watching, all those animated movies were transferred under this. Yeah, right there. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, you know what else is, is neat when you watch? Because like last night when I was watching the premiere up on the big screen, the pilot episode, is that, and I mean, you have a lot of experience with TV and film, but I always try to explain to people that um, when you're on set and you get to work on a, a movie or a TV show, it's kind of like, you're, uh, like there's something about it that's like a home movie in that you can watch it for the entertainment value of it as right. characters on a show, but also there's a part of your mind that's remembering what happened that day. Kind of like, oh, right. that's the day like so-and-so yeah. came to set, or that's the day I had lunch with that person, or that's yeah. the day. like You know, Rob Reiner, I did this little part in this movie, Flipped. Flipped, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Reiner. And uh, he at the, at the premiere, he said that. He's like, you know, the, I look at these movies, Stand By Me, and, you know... Uh, um, uh, uh, when Harry Met Sally. Well, of course, Blake, I was thinking yeah. of the classic uh, rock and roll movie. Um, oh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, and yeah, Princess I mean, Bride. Princess Bride, and, yeah. amazing. And he says, I look at these as like, yeah, chapters in my life, you know? right. I just think back at like, oh, and I think of the strangest things. Like, remember that time I had lunch with Robin Penn Wright? Exactly. And we were laughing over, you know, something that the chef made. Right. You know. That, so that's what happens with me, too. Like, I can watch it totally as just a TV show and characters, and it's a funny show to watch. And yeah. then there's that part of me that's like, oh, that's the day we did that. That's the day we did that. So, totally. like, it's just so interesting to me. I, and how long it takes. Right. Because there's so much downtime. Uh, especially with, like, club scenes. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. People are like, that must be fun. I'm like, not really. <laughs> well, well, some of those uh, friends. 
friends of mine that are in that club scene in the VIP section, they were there for three or four days, and yeah. they're in it for a split second. I and I was like, oh, man, that's all that ended up getting used. Were they, they bummed about that? Or? Well, they don't know yet. I just saw it last night. Oh. The rest of the world sees it Sunday night. Like Ashley and... Well, everybody. No, yeah, Ashley's yeah. in it, yeah. She's yeah, she's in, in a little bit, yeah, yeah. She's in there. Was she there last night? No, she no. wasn't. Right. We got to do like a viewing party for everybody. I saw but, her like, at the... Uh, I mean, the listeners are be like, who? But I saw her at the HBO Emmy. <laughs> oh, the Emmy party, yeah. yeah. You guys were You know there. who else was there? It was Mick Jagger. At the HBO Emmy yeah, party? Yeah, yeah, because he did that uh, Crossfire Hurricane, and he was dancing on the dance floor like late. Oh, wow. I should have come oh, by Mick there. Jagger. It's, yeah. I ended up going to... I mean, this is sounds humble, braggy, but I ended up going to Neil Patrick Harris's <laughs> Emmy party at the Thompson, on the roof wow. of the Thompson. I didn't get invited to that. I know, and I... I was torn between HBO and um, Neil Patrick Harris, but I went humble to brag. But, but I didn't know you guys I like were that guy, Harris. Uh, <laughs> Harris, yeah, Whittles. Yeah, do you know him? I don't know him personally. I, but heard I him follow on, uh, humble brag on Twitter. It's so my funny. favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like a I'm, dude, problem. I'm guilty of humble bragging. Yeah, well, it's as long as you can call yourself out, then you're not really guilty of it. Do you know what I mean? It's right. the people who are completely unaware that they're doing it, right. Are guilty of it, like trying to be humble but bra- yeah, bragging. Yeah, like for example, like Tyra yeah. Banks. He once retweeted Tyra Banks for saying, "Like I'm just trying to have lunch with my friend, but I'm getting blinded by the." paparazzi it's like oh right right if you're complaining about something about that yeah Yeah. exactly i'm just trying to keep the (laughs) the dream going at this point i just am afraid that i'm gonna they're gonna you know hollywood will find out eventually and the career will be shut down no way so that's why i'm like on twitter i'm like hey make sure you watch oh oh, oh, right oh so you're using twitter as a promotional sure it's not what it's supposed to be i think so i've been promoting it's not humble bragging it's no no that's not humble bragging watch this please not at all yeah no you could just be like check this out yeah you might see someone you recognize yeah um but um but yeah i like that rob reiner said that because i agree it's like i remember when i see the exterior i remember us hanging out like waiting for them to like light the shot of the car pulling up and yeah. all that stuff i and often remember like what i ate that me day. too yeah what, what craft service was serving craft i can literally like, remember awesome tacos that day yeah exactly <laughs> episode seven was the wedding episode and i remember we were upstairs hanging out and i can remember the food there and there was the pool party one there was yeah. like all different kinds of meatballs one day outside <laughs> it's just funny but that's one of the really fun things that i like, eat balls there's so many great things about getting to work in film and tv and yeah. like one of them that's so fun is this like video the journal meatballs. well then right. and the and craft service i should say yeah um but yeah we were so far downtown that day and actually i saw there were signs for hello everywhere so yeah, you know yeah, where the yeah. set is yeah. and then there were also signs for shameless oh. so i texted emmy rossum and i was like i'm as far downtown humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> well that's just a brag i think i wasn't complaining but uh, i've never met emmy rossum i want to meet her yeah. yeah she's a good friend of mine we've yeah. known each other since like we met in 2006 actually oh, i wow. was in paris shooting rush hour three and she was out there for... Humble brag, humble no, brag. No, these are just stories. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, now I'm being like, careful. No, but no she I want to hear um, She was... I have to have her on the podcast so we can tell this story together. But she was out there for Fashion Week in Paris. Okay. And Christian Dior like flew her out and put her up. Actually, with her friend Cody Horn, who's in your movie Flipped. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Cody Horn? Yeah, I do. she played the sister. Yeah. yeah. So She was great. And she was on The Office, too. It all comes back. Yeah, she's but, amazing. Uh, yeah. And I so, wouldn't say it's my movie, but thank you. Well, no, you, in a movie with you. <laughs> I was in it, yes. Called Flipped, yes. Yes. And so, uh, so Emmy and Cody ended up having their hotel room. We had connecting rooms in our hotel. And so we met randomly at the hotel in the lobby. And um, I think I was Brett Ratner's assistant. We were doing Rush Hour 3. And I think Brett knew Cody through her dad and something like that. And so we all hung out. And I've been friends with Emmy ever since. But long story short, yeah. I texted her because I saw the shameless signs. Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm you- as far downtown as I could possibly be. Are you here? And she's like, I'm here too. And so, but we, I didn't get to see her that day because we were shooting a little. She's great on that. Out of the way. She's so good on yeah. it. She needs to get nominated for an Emmy. 
I, mean, I need her to get nominated. She for needs Emmy to get for nominated for an Emmy Rossum? Yes, for an Emmy Rossum. <laughs> for Shameless. She's uh, so good. No, she's fantastic. Yeah. That show's really good. I love Bill Macy. Yeah. He's so good. Such a I took good a show. seminar with him a long time ago. Oh, really? He said a really interesting thing. He was like, you know, the thing about like, like producers and, and casting people are kind of two-dimensional. He's like, if you're playing a, uh, like a confident guy, walk into the room with like a percentage of that. Not full method Marlon Brando, but like if you're playing an insecure guy or, you know, that's kind of a little introverted, walk into the room and bring that element out from the minute you walk in. Even when, like you're just saying, in normal life, not when you're shooting. Just... No, 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 in the audition. Oh, in the audition. In okay. the audition, yeah. I thought once you're on set. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Once you're on set, whatever your process <laughs> right. is. Right, once you book it. Yeah, yeah, then your own process is your own process. Right. Oh, you mean when in the audition. He was saying in order to get the job. Oh, okay. Because, because producers and, and directors kind of want to see it. So they're like, oh, that's the guy when you walk in. That's a great tip, actually. Yeah, I thought so. Because it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So like, even with this character, Kiva, it's like, I went in and that moment that Steven and I had that I was talking about before, is like, yeah. I'm just going confident, kind of like, I'm going to fuck with you, guy. <laughs> right. Which is the character. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, I didn't do that with Rob Reiner, you know, because I was, I was playing a guy that actually had some mental um, issues and yeah. was mentally challenged. And so I was just going in very quiet and kind of, I'm going to do the work and I'll see you later. I'm not a lot of chat. Yeah. That actually know. makes a lot of sense because otherwise they see the change when you start to act yeah. you know, and you never want people to see you acting. So it's kind of like, you know, if you walk in the room and you're just you and you're chatting and then all of a sudden you like take a second and you become a character, they might. Well, yeah, there's not, I'm not saying that that's bad or no, wrong bad, to I, do that, no, but, but it I might, see, yeah. but yeah, it just, it just kind of throws them off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it subconsciously yes. makes them, it's kind of a Jedi mind trick, like I exactly. am the guy, I am the guy, I'm exactly I am the guy. what you're looking for, right? Yes, I am exactly what you're looking for. That's cool. Yeah, and it helps you, I think, as an actor, too, because you're just like, okay, I'm already in that space. Yeah, I worked on a movie once where the actor who ended up booking the lead role, uh, he was outside listening to his headphones and jogging in place oh yeah so he would be sweaty and out of breath so when he came into the audition for the scene where like he thinks his girlfriend's been killed he like he could just come right in and do it and he did it and he, he was already it, he got the part yeah who was the actor his name's julian morris oh, okay cool. it was a movie called cry wolf yeah 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 and so he booked it and so i just remember thinking wow this kid is he wants to be out of breath and sweating and scared yeah. and, and that could backfire it. on you too because right. you don't want to be kind of overkill right, right you want to have the moment it. where like i'm a professional how right. are you right. good to see you because i think that's more what bill was saying like you know just a percentage yeah, of a percentage you right. don't want to go marlon brando don't and, come in in character right. or, or dustin hoffman and marathon man where like <laughs> right. you know that story where he stayed up all night to shoot the scene where he has been up all oh, night i've heard about that and yeah. uh he's exhausted you know he's got circles under his eyes and and um uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier looks at him. He's like, "Oh, you know, what's wrong with you?" You know, and he's, "Oh, I've been up all night." You know, he's, and then the famous line is, "Olivier looked at him and said, why don't you try acting, my boy?'" Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's super method. Yeah, but you know, I say it's a happy medium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I was going to say everyone's got their own process. What works with one pe- one person might not work for yeah. another. So, um, so last night was the first time that I think the cast was all together to watch the pilot. Right. Yeah. That was the first time everyone saw it. I so, think so. Um, yeah. what did you feel the energy was in the room? I felt like everyone was really excited. I thought it was good, man. Yeah, I think um, I think it really turned out well. You know, I think the advantage is Stevens also editing it yes um you know and i think that is an advantage because he knows what the story is yeah he knows exactly what the story is i think sometimes it gets lost in translation yeah i think the the original cut was 42 minutes but i mean hbo it has to be like 30 minutes or less yeah and it doesn't so, have to be like that 22 minute network thing no, no, but no, it no, has no. to be 30 or less I yeah think. and I, it's it's really 
it's, it's tight. It's bare bones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's or not bare bones. It's tight. Is a yeah. better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just tight. It's there's not a lot of you know. It's great storytelling. There's and, some moments I miss, but you can't put everything in. But there's funny stuff know, with um, Nate Torrance with the laptop at the club. Yeah, and he's like trying to get the. Uh, the I mean, this doesn't make it, but he wants to plug it in. Yeah, and, he's like, oh, where's the outlet? Yeah, he's looking yeah, for an outlet, yeah, and he's like, yeah. fl- like flipping through photos of them, like in Disney World, to some girl who doesn't want to see <laughs> pictures of his soon-to-be ex-wife. He I still said, does bring out the laptop. He does bring out the laptop, but I mean. That's enough. I mean, then you start to think, like, from a comedy standpoint, that's the joke. You know, you still played the joke. You don't want to overdo it. Well, it's. I think a lot of times that's the case. Like, on Breaking Bad, a lot of times, which I love, just in terms of editing, they don't show a lot of stuff. They'll jump cut to things that just, oh, the audience knows what's happening. Like, (laughs) when Aaron Paul in that last episode tried to get out of the cage. Right. And then... You don't see him climbing out of a cage. You, you just, just assume that he's out of the cage out, and then right. he's running. Right. So you're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. I don't you don't think, need it. You yeah. don't need it. Yeah, I guess you just don't need it. Same yeah. thing with comedy, too. Like, sometimes less is more. Less is more. That's what I was going to say. But you get attached to certain jokes that you, in person you think are funny. But I thought it came out great. And well, I you thought, know what Shakespeare said, Brad? Brevity is the soul of wit. Yes. And another thing people always say to me as a writer is kill your darlings, which is hard to do sometimes. Yeah. You have to do it. I just saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Is that a Jack Kerouac quote? Uh, yes, and it's about... Oh, okay. so uh, he, so he said, yeah, yeah Jack Kerouac. The early days of Kerouac and William Burroughs. Yeah, but did and, he say uh, kill your... Did he coin that phrase, kill I your darlings? so, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's true. It's like sometimes in order to make your script better... I've had scripts that start at 150 pages, and then they go down to 120, and then someone says it's got to be under 100, and then... You know, you don't even you don't even really miss it. It's hard to do at the time, but then you do like the when it moves quickly. I'm a fan for me as an actor. I'm like, please cut it out. You right. know what I mean? I don't want to overstay my welcome. Exactly. You yeah. Know? And that kind of happened on Alias. Like I, you know, was in the pilot. I mean, I was always a regular on the show, but in yes. the pilot, I was in one scene and uh, and the and, and the character just kind of like, I think, hit a chord with people <laughs> yeah. and it just started to expand and expand right. and it was the perfect way to ease my way into oh, that's cool the audience i mean obviously it was about jennifer jennifer garner well yeah. we're going to talk all about that all after right. hello lady so let's to finish up hello ladies i just want to set the stage of yesterday um the hbo is kind of doing this like pickup line thing which is cool that's kind yeah, of the that? i don't know i mean it didn't say hello ladies but everyone who worked at the event last night had pickup lines on their shirt oh, so i guess yeah. the, i guess the thing is and on the floor when you walked in it was covered in pickup lines right like do you believe in love at first sight or should i walk by again stuff like that so i think they're selling the show as kind of like pickup artists, the game, like those kind of things. Yeah. About like, remember that movie with Robert uh, Downey Jr. The pickup yeah, artist. The pickup like, artist. Yeah. You have the face of a Botticelli and the, or the body of a Botticelli and the face of a Da Vinci. Or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 right. And so I think that hopefully people <laughs> tune in for that. I think to I think guys like to watch other guys picking up girls and the approach and you know there's something for everybody on the show. Yeah, I that think. could be like a hashtag on yeah. Twitter. Well, I, they are doing. That. No, they're, they're doing, doing it on the Facebook. Uh, profile for Hello Ladies are doing like a contest, like best pickup lines and stuff. And then like at the on the tables last night, I don't know if you saw, but they had all those books like relationship. Yeah, advice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, but dating for dummies. Yeah, dating for yeah. dummies. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, yeah. like, stuff like that. Um, That's good. I liked the yeah. whoever did the publicity machine. They got it going. It's fun. It's like a cute. And you know who else thing. was there last night? Who was there last night? Ladies love Cool J. Yes, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. I well, had a little moment with him. He's like, you? yeah, man, I like the show. I was like, he, hey. He was sitting right in front of me. I kind of was watching him watch the show 
Did, was he laughing? He was into it, yeah, and he was eating his popcorn. It was fun. <laughs> See, that's the thing. So we weren't in a theater, but they passed out popcorn. Yeah, I actually yeah. described the seating was like couches and ottomans. And yeah. It was, it was we had cool. like, a, I had a little group of friends table. and people, and we had like, yeah, in the back, like a couch kind oh, of okay. situation, so it was nice. Oh, yeah. But that should be the quote on the page. LL Cool J was eating his popcorn. <laughs> and laughing. Oh, yeah, and laughing. Okay. That's the important part, right? <laughs> um, so and also they've been promoting the show. Stephen was on uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, he was. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy hilarious. Fallon. Fallon was genius. I encourage anyone listening to watch the lip sync contest you with uh, yeah, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, hilarious. Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Merchant competing. Uh, Stephen Merchant doing single ladies. I yeah. mean, he just gave it his all. He did the dance. It was actually really brilliant. The brilliant. whole thing. He did another song. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, that's how he started, which was yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, and and Joseph Gordon-Levitt did Nicki Minaj Super Bass, which yeah. he didn't miss a word. It was incredible. Incredible. And, Supposedly, um, Stephen was telling me he like really studied. rehearsed. He yeah. must have. I was watching it. I'm like, even studying. How did he do that? And I wondered if there was a if there was a teleprompter. But oh, yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. I don't know. It was, even if it was, there was. Even if there was, it moved yeah, so fast. So yeah. fast. But uh, that video went viral, so everyone's talking about that. It's very. It's been very smartly. Did that video go viral? Yeah, big time. Uh-huh. Everybody's watching it. Oh, what does that mean to go viral? I mean, everyone's watching it online. I yeah. don't know how many millions of views. but um, Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Any press is good press. And all press is good I should press. do. We, you and I should do a video and try to one? make it go viral. Let's do a funnier or die video. <laughs> we should. I, I would I be down know, for right? that. Hey, down ours would good, like be uh, go virus, <laughs> no. meaning that like it would just shut down. <laughs> no, out of, no, no, out of pure disastrous. No, content. I think it would be very funny. We'd have to come up with a good concept though. <laughs> all right, let me um, know. Well, so we'll know probably. Uh, HBO is very quick with the pickups usually, like Veep and Girls were like one or two episodes. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping. We'll see, man. I'm hoping. You know. I think it's good. You know, chips fall where they may. You know what you'll notice is if people start coming up to you and quoting Kivas is, yeah. is how you'll know it's working. Because I, I think so. HBO... You're saying I'm the new turtle. That's what you're saying. I just saw him at Earth Bar before I came here. Carrie oh, yeah? Ferrari. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny that you brought him up. I'm really? Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Turtle the quotable one or oh, tr- drama? Was Maybe drama. Cool. Yeah, yeah, drama yeah, was yeah, very maybe quotable. More of the John or actually, drama. Jeremy Piven was also very quotable. Oh, God. There's but so many you're not that characters. character. Yeah. Well, and that show was more a little more ensemble. I mean, ours is too, but I think it's a little. It's obviously Stephen. I mean, focus in the first eight episodes, but well, it's kind of got the Seinfeld thing because it's three guys and a girl. So it's true. It feels it's about Seinfeld yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Christine yeah. Woods, who we should mention, uh, is uh, Jessica is like the she's amazing Elaine character. Yeah, and she's amazing. I mean, it's really about their kind of friendship too. Yeah, the love that they have for each other. I like that it's platonic. I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to watch this season because they have a brother sister thing, and I don't yeah. know if I would root for them to get together as much as the Heather Hahn character who he lusts after. So it'll be very interesting. My sister to was see. like, "I wouldn't want them to get together." I was like, "Do you?" She does you know, want them to get yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that was just her opinion. Yeah. You well, know? it's going to be like one of those love triangles on television, which are yeah. great. When Harry met Sally. All of it. Yeah. yeah. Ross and or, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, people know. come up to you and they ask, uh, what's your quote, dating, mating, or masturbating? And that was just in the pilot. Yes. I have. Yeah, I didn't have to say it again since. I but know, yes. but <laughs> you say it enough times that I think it's more I know. Well, I think I say it twice in the pilot. And, and then Stephen uses Stephen it. Stephen uses it, yeah. yes. Which, dating, what is it? Explain what it means if you go up to a girl and say dating, mating, or masturbating. Uh, you tell me. Well, I think does it's it like. Mean single? Yeah. Are you single if you're dating? Are you in a relationship if you're mating? Or are you alone? Which yeah. is masturbating. I guess, yeah. Is that what it means? I think. I don't know. That's what I thought. Those were the three. Yeah. Are you well, I think sick? I say it to you say Stephen, it to and then his he, he says, I'm not going to answer that. And then I say, well, then I 
then I have my. Then answer. you have your answer. Yeah, exactly. Which means that he's masturbating. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then you use it on a or, girl. We're not. Yes, I use it on a girl. We're not really selling. We're not. Let's just let it okay. lie. Let's let it lie. <laughs> it's not his catchphrase. No, no, it's not. It's just in the pilot. Please don't let that be my catchphrase. Right. There'll be one. will be one. But if anyone comes yeah. up to you and says it, it means the show's a hit. So let's go oh, back yeah. to the beginning. This is where it becomes like inside the actor's studio, yes. where I turn yes. into I turn into James. If heaven Lipton. if heaven exists, what would we say at the pearly gates? What, yes. what would you say? <laughs> what would I say at the pearly yeah. gates? Oh man, I, I honestly I would want to know, want to see my father. Oh you wow, know? okay. Yeah, see if he's there. That's a nice thing. Yeah. If you do Inside the Actor Studio, remember that as your yeah. answer. I watched yeah. um, Jake Gyllenhaal in Inside the Actor Studio last yeah, week. Yeah, that just aired. How was that? It was really good. He was r- super likable, super interesting. His mom was in the audience. And, oh. and when James Lipton asked him that, what, and, what do you want to hear God say when you yeah. enter the pearly gates? He said... Oh, it's what do you want to hear God say? Yeah. What's, what oh, I thought God it was like, you? what do you want to no, say? No, no, no. Like for yours, it would be like your father's waiting Oh, your father's for you. waiting for you. Yeah, right. exactly. Totally. I would love and that. And so Jake Gyllenhaal uh, said um, he would want God to say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Which oh. is a good answer. Yeah. Uh, he's probably been waiting to use that. On exactly. He didn't come up with that in the moment. It was, it was a, like, what? There's five questions? <laughs> right, exactly. And we all know. Yeah. It was we a, all know the questions are coming. It was a good answer. I was like, oh, I would have used that. But I'm not an actor. Um, so, Kevin Weissman. So, take us back to the beginning. Where are you from originally? I thought, aren't we out of time? No. <laughs> on Hello Ladies, yeah. All right. Uh, here in L.A. Grew up in L.A. Oh, you did grow up in L.A. Encino, California. Oh, okay. Just over the hill. Have you always yeah. lived in L.A.? Yeah, I spent some time in New York uh, after I went to UCLA and uh, studied theater there. I went and uh, studied at a place called Circle in the Square Theater in New York. Oh, okay. And did some theater out there as well. And that's, that's a place to go for theater, right? Definitely. Yeah. And uh, uh, came back, though. I had started a theater company in, L- in L.A. at the same time with a friend of mine who now is the artistic director at, at La Mirada. And we started a company here, La Mirada Theater. Oh, that's cool. And so I came back to kind of help run that theater uh, company and did a bunch of shows here. One of which Allison saw me in. Allison Jones. Allison Jones, to go back to that. And we did about 15 shows. Oh, really? It, yeah. The company's called Buffalo Nights uh, Theater Company. And, and we did, you know, like 15, 17 shows in and around the L.A. area. And I produced and acted and directed uh, one of them. And, um, oh, that's uh, really we, Yeah, cool. we did a lot of awards. And we did kind of lesser-known works by well-known playwrights. And, okay. Yeah, some original plays. and Where did you guys perform? Is this different theaters around oh, town. We, we became the resident company at the Powerhouse Theater in Santa Monica at one okay. point. But we uh, we worked at the, in Santa Monica, Hollywood, a place called The Law Studio, Second Stage Theater, uh, John Anderson Ford. Theater's really interesting in L.A. because you can see these amazing plays with these incredible actors in like a hundred-person theater. Yeah, and You're I've like, done a lot of those. Yeah, but it's like it's so different than New York. It's this like massive Broadway no, thing. Yes and no. In New York, they have... Um, oh, they do have... A smaller theater. It's called The Showcase. Yeah. Off yeah, yeah. It's called the Showcase Contract. Right. Here it's called the Equity Waiver Contract, which okay. has to be 99 seats or less. Okay. In order to... But I j- kind of like it. I like when I see plays that are, are small. I saw a play a few months ago called The Family Thing, and um, Sean that? Wing is in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when I saw him on the set of Hello Ladies, he plays Glenn on Hello Ladies. I was yeah. like, you, I saw your play twice. Yeah, I remember yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, it sounded great. Yeah, and it was just the same thing, 100 people or less, and just it's a very intimate kind of thing to watch a play like that. You get well, I love it because you don't have to, you know, the whole idea of like people are like, oh, it's different doing theater or film. And the only difference is like your back row is different. You're making yeah. the same choices as an actor. Right. But like, you know, when the camera's right in your face, your back row is literally right there. Yeah. So you just dial down your choice. But when you're playing in like a 1200 seat theater, which I've done as well, like it's the back row is the seat, the row in the, in the back. Right. So you have to make the same choice, but you have to just kind of heighten it. So right. when you're in a 99 seat theater, 
you know, it's kind of like doing a film, right? Because you don't have to, uh, proje- you don't have to project as much. You can still, you can kind of make moments a little more intimate, and and you can smaller. just go straight through. Whereas when you have a camera on you, and then they turn it around on someone else, you could really play it real in theater. Yeah, you know, I love that's what I love about through. theater. It's like yeah. A to Z, you know. Yeah. And oddly, three camera sitcoms are like that too. Yeah, and I've done a few of those, and like I just I love that too because you're literally just going. You're going A to Z. It's really cool. You're, I think multicam sitcoms are so cool. I just think when they work, yeah, good. when it works, yeah. yeah, it's just so neat that 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 it's basically a play being filmed in front of a live audience, and that we've just all grown up with laugh tracks since the I yeah. Love Lucy days, and it's yeah. just a thing we're used to. You can hear an audience laugh while you're watching a show. Yeah, my very first uh, TV job was uh, Frasier. I know. I was just going to yeah. say that. No, but I was going to say like in that transition. Just, well, I was just like, this is incredible. I mean, uh, these guys. David Hyde Pierce oh, and yeah. Kelsey. I mean, they're killing it. Oh, my God. The, uh, this audience is not... They don't need to pad this a laugh. I mean, right. these guys are pros. Yeah. I was in awe. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you get Frazier? I auditioned for... I remember Jeff Greenberg. Uh, I had a, I got this agent uh, based on that play that I was doing, uh, this play Sophistry that was done in New York by Ethan Hawke's company. We oh, did cool. it with my company and got a lot of attention from this where I met Allison and another casting director, Meg Lieberman, and they started casting me and stuff and bringing me in. And I met my agent. And anyway, they submitted that's me. That's great for, that that yeah. play led to all of that. I mean, that's it, awesome. It really was. I was very fortunate, you know. But it, that's what I tell a lot of young actors. I'm, they're like, well, how do I get started? I was like, honestly, you have to just create your own opportunities. Work begets work. I was out there slaving away, building sets, getting paid $7 a show, which yeah. is the equity. At wow. the time, it was $5. Oh, my God. That's what the equity waiver rate, $5 a show. Now it's seven fifty. That, or like, actually, it might be more. I think it's maybe like nine or eleven. That pays for your gas to get get to the theater every day, right? It's something. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Maybe eleven dollars a show now. I right. mean, this was nineteen. This was seventeen. So years it pays ago. for your gas to get there and back, maybe. If that. If that. Yeah, right. buy a coffee. Right. But you're not doing it for the money. Exactly. And, uh, it's and even with my company, we gave the money back to the company because we were like, just, right. we were just breaking even. Right. Um, but that's. I, I, there's something fun about that because it's being all 24 about years old yeah. and doing theater yeah. in LA and just you know living in my studio apartment. Yeah, it was the life, man. I, I loved know. it. Yeah. I loved it, and uh, and I was fortunate that we did this show that got a lot of attention. Yeah, so I got this job on Frasier. I mean, I grew up. My favorite show growing up was Cheers. So oh yeah, I'm very familiar with the Cheers world, the Frasier world. I oh mean, yeah, it was uh, it was season three. And so it, had, it was already a hit show at that point, Emmy winning. So Frasier. that just must have been the cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You How were on it? season three. Oh, yeah. You're like James Lipton. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've got it all. <laughs> There's nothing you can tell me that I don't already know. But I'm going to get you to talk about it. Did you but, know about the period where I dated? Um, what? Never mind. Oh, wow. Uh, no, no, I'm getting okay. into that. I could even tell you the title <laughs> of the thought, episode. I thought he was a woman. That's oh, all right. right. Okay. Yeah. I won't even mention any yeah. names. But uh, no, but the episode, it was season three, it was called Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. Yeah. I still get checks from that. You do? It's like Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. $12. <laughs> Wow, yes. yeah. that's more than you were making in the, in <laughs> in the, the theater. theater. That's right. true. That's true. Frazier's still paying for it. Well, because I think the show is like oh, internationally everywhere. Yeah, it's the last show since Modern Family to win four uh, Emmys in a by, row. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, comedy series. Yeah, that makes sense. I got to work with with Kelsey Grammer on X Men Three. He's, oh wow, he played Beast. He's yeah. really neat. He's such a nice guy. I, I really liked him. Just a pro. That's oh, the way you describe him. The best. Yeah. You He's know, really cool. So I mean, talented. That, that had to be surreal, though, probably, right? And for everyone, your friends and family who were like... Oh, yeah, my mom came. Like, my mom oh, came, came to, to this taping, taping oh, and so she great. loved the show already. And she was so... <laughs> excited. Like, so excited. And um, I remember that we were... We, yeah, we had a scene with Kelsey and he was just so nice. And, and you know who was so nice to me was John Mahoney. Yeah, I like John Mahoney. And then years later, I was in Flipped with him. 
Again, and I, that's yeah, right. I brought it up. I was like, I don't know if you remember. He's like, I do. I don't know if you did, but he's like, I do. And you get a big hug. That's and nice. I was like, I have to tell you, you were so sweet to me, man. I was just this little, you know, like three line part and you were just the sweetest guy. I tell people that too. I'll be like, I met you when I was 16 and you were really nice. And they're like, really? That's so nice to hear. It's really cool. <laughs> so now I'm nice to everybody. God you forbid. To be. Oh, I have a couple of people that I would tell them they were not nice to me. There's a few of those. Um, uh, but um, and then you became a regular on a show that I watched actually, 1997 called Polly. I uh, watched it because that was what? Like, yeah, Polly Shore had a you show. You were one of the six people that watched it. I was in high school and <laughs> it was Polly Shore and it was on Fox. I remember that show on Fox. Yeah, that was, was my first deal. regular gig. Yeah, I know. We did seven episodes. They aired five and then canceled it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. But I was a regular on a show. You were regular. That's yeah. why I bring it up. Your character's yeah. name was Burger. 26 years old. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, you must have been excited. Totally. And Polly, he was great. He's the greatest a nice guy. guy. Yeah. I so Do you know my friends almost rented his house? He owns the house behind the comedy store. Yeah. And so my friends at one point were kind of like, we're all going to get a house. It was like the early days of LA. We're all going to share a house. And, and that was going to be the house. And then we never ended up doing it. But, oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah, his mom started yeah. the comedy store. Yeah, Mitzi. comedy store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And next to the comedy store right now is a giant building with the Hello Ladies board. It all comes back around. Yeah. yeah. Back to Pauly Shore. I can't um, believe it. But that must have been fun because that was multicam, right? Again. It was multicam and I played his best friend and we, that was just one of those things, again, kind of like Steven. I'm just good at playing the friend, I guess. Yeah, but I'm it's I'm the quirky fun. best friend. Listen, <laughs> the best friend wins awards a lot of the time. The best supporting actor thing happens. Yeah, yeah so, that's I mean, true. It's but, a good uh, role to have. No, and Polly was great, and uh, Charlotte Ross was on a really sweet one. Oh, yeah, Charlotte Ross. I know that. David Duke, who who passed away recently, and... um yeah, it was just like a man child. He was a man child, yeah, you know. I remember that. So yeah, we had a good time on that. And and I kind of like it was some good for it was good cutting my teeth doing a show every week and well for seven weeks. And <laughs> right. uh, every week for seven weeks. Yeah. And met some the guys who created it were great and I'm still in touch with them. And um it was great just to just to kind of see the sitcom world yeah. from a regular standpoint and just cut my teeth on that. Yeah. And uh and then I kind of went on from there. Yeah. Well, for, okay. From there, I have a list of TV shows. I'll just, I'll oh list them and you yeah, tell we're me. We're going to go through them. Yeah, we don't have to go through I'll tell you what my favorite exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> I'll list, I'm going to list right now and then you tell me what you remember. Yeah. So this is like 97 to 2000. Yeah. Just Shoot Me. Yeah. Watch that show. Awesome. ER. Watch that show. Amazing. Drew I, Carey I'm so show. happy to work on that. ER. Yeah. ER is so classic. Cool. On the yeah. Warner Brothers lot. Of course. Um, was that the Clooney years or no? Yeah. Uh, Yes, wow. I had a scene with Eric LaSalle. That's great. Yeah, I think it was Clooney's last year. That's pretty good. Yeah, and good I remember, yeah, Eric LaSalle, uh, he was great. Yeah, I just remember I had to have, um, I was a foreman on a job and my leg was broken in like six different places. <laughs> so I had I had intense makeup on my leg, but I had to sit in the bed the entire day. Oh, I couldn't yeah. move. You're the patient. I was the patient. And, you know, while they were kind of, I had some lines and, you know, some stuff with Eric, but then. I was always in the background right. of the other oh, scenes. So they had to keep you there. So I was just like, wow, this is what this is what it's like to be Back. just basically, yeah. well, not even background, but just like, yeah, just like a long day on set. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't complaining. I just was, you know. Humble bragging. No. <laughs> that <laughs> no, was a humble brag. They, they'll be like. Oh, my God. You know, can Poor we... me. I had to be on the, on the ER set. I was set. on the ER set in bed all day. Um, <laughs> they brought, and they brought me green tea. I think a lot of actors have stories in all the years that show was on that they were in a bed all day in, yeah. the, in the ER hospital. With makeup on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, remember they had the um, the Chicago exterior yeah. So they still use that for Shameless now, uh, Warner Brothers. Oh. Yeah. They had like the train. Totally. And I have an interesting story about that audition because I remember when I went in to read for it, um, the casting director was like, I did it. He was like, okay, now read it again and move, <laughs> take that plant and move it to the other side of the room. 
And then once you put that down, pick up that stack of books and uh, just shuffle those on the floor and put them in order while you're saying your line. But the thing is, I was wondering why for that role because I was in the bed. The entire they, they wheeled ask. me in, and then I don't. Maybe he didn't know that they were. Um, it was John Levy, a very famous casting director. Uh, okay, I think that was his thing. You know, it was just like he wanted to see you just throw curveballs at. Interesting, you. I've yeah. never heard of that. But they wheeled you in. Yeah, sort of and then foreshadowing I was Hello Ladies. <laughs> well, I was on a gurney, not a real chair. Oh, a gurney. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, okay. A gursky. Yeah. Also, uh, Drew Carey Show. Yeah. That was a big hit. Yeah. Jag. Jag. Another big hit. Yeah. I'm naming all the hits. Yeah. Roswell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Expo. I was in the pilot of Roswell. Oh, you were? Directed by David Nutter, yeah, who's wow. a huge... Uh, he has, like, this incredible track record of pilots. Like, 90% of his pilots get picked up. Yeah, he's probably, like, the James Burroughs of the drama world. Exactly. Yeah, wow. and that That's show cool. had all these like future stars, Catherine Heigl, yeah, Colin yeah. Hanks. And, oh yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, X Files. I have to mention that show was a huge break for me because it was one of my favorite shows, and um, I had a great part. This show in the seventh season with Will Sasso. Oh yeah, we were like these kind of like well, white trash brothers okay. living in this in this RV, and we find this genie, and we get three wishes, and I wish to be invisible, and it's kind of a classic X Files episode, but. It was directed, written and directed by Vince Gilligan. And, uh, Vince Gilligan, Breaking Bad, right? Exactly. And wow. he, he was a writer on the show, and this was his first one he was directing. Oh, that's really cool. And he was just like, oh, I'm really excited to be directing. I've got some other ideas for TV shows, Kevin. You know, love to work with you again. I haven't heard from him since. But I will say <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Breaking you Bad. You shoot him an email. Yeah, I, I ran into him and he was like, yeah. eh, we got to work together, you know. Yeah, that's cool. If I had a dime every time somebody said that. Right. Can't wait to work together again. Yeah, I'd have a lot of dimes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? But X-Files had a huge cult following. I had never, yeah. I've, I'm not really familiar with X-Files, but I have friends and some cousins <clears throat> who like watched it every week. And I still get people. That was that it. was your 2000. I still get people who are like, love that X-Files episode. Yeah. It's just people, it's one of those shows. And it still airs, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get some checks. You get some checks. $19. Okay, those are good. That's not bad. Those add up. I'm going to take you out to, to dinner. <laughs> to dinner. Or maybe lunch. 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 Yeah. Um, and then another show that's kind of like X-Files, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Another cult following. That was multiple episodes of that, right? I did. I think three. I had uh, three and a half hours of makeup. I played a character named Dreg. Wow. And, uh, it's kind of fun. You got to pop into so many different worlds. Like, I'm looking at this list of shows, and they couldn't be more different from each other. I know. I'm the ultimate character actor, I guess. It's cool, though. Yeah. I was playing, like, this troll character. It was really fun, but it was super hot. Yeah. We were shooting it in, uh, it, uh, I can't remember the name of the studios. It's on the west side. And I had to wear, like, a Benedictine robe and three and a half hours of, like, face makeup. You could still tell it was me, but... Right, you're almost like, like, why did you cast me? Well, you could tell. It wasn't, like, Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, like, it was only the top half of my face. You could kind of still see it was my odd-looking shaped head. Right. And my mouth was totally exposed. See, that show had the same kind of, like, cult following, I think. In fact, I I went to... uh, I did one of these, like, festivals... Um, like for, a Comic-Con type. Exactly, for Alias and Buffy. It was like a combo, and all the Buffy people were there. And I was only <laughs> on three episodes. I was like, why do you guys, well, they know your character. Yeah. That's the crazy Buffy, the psycho Buffy fans. That's the thing. Even just three episodes, they live on forever with them. And so before we get to Alias, which was J.J. Abrams, you did another J.J. Abrams project called Felicity. Is that where you met him? I did, yeah. That's I, how you guys I, met? I auditioned for that uh, to play this character named uh, Earl, mm-hmm. who was uh, Amanda Foreman's boyfriend okay. and amanda ended up playing my wife on alias oh cool amanda and jj are old friends so it's like once i feel like you get the jj abrams seal of approval 
You're in. I think so. It keeps you around. I'm waiting to be in. I hope I'm in Star Wars. Star I'll, Wars. I'm like, I'll just can be the guy who's like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah, shoot him an email. What's going on? Oh, dude. Lately? I already have. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> That's somebody who I think if he says he wants to work with you again, I believe J.J. Abrams. I think he, he seems pretty loyal if you look at everyone he's worked with. But um, He's the greatest. Yeah, we, I think it has to be the right thing, but yeah. Yeah, we just talked about Felicity on the last episode because Simon Rex was the guest and he oh, yeah. took Felicity's virginity. He has that. Wow. He had that honor, not in real life, but on the show. <laughs> <laughs> on the show, and I was telling that's him, weird because I took it in real life. Oh well, there Carrie you go, Russell. Yeah, a Perfect. lot of people don't know that. No, that's a, that's an inside <laughs> scoop. Um, but he uh, he not said true, he said that JJ Abrams like gave him the chance because he had been on MTV. He was a VJ. He had right. really acted, and JJ Abrams liked him. And it was between like him and somebody else, you know. And JJ picked him. And so he said right. the other guy was like super method, covered in paint because the character was a painter. And, but they gave it to Simon Rex, and that became. Really really memorable and i told him like i went to college in 1998 and so i was in college the same four years that felicity was in college yeah so everyone in at syracuse with me the, the girls especially were Loved like it. loving it because it was like she the was, sex in the city but she was yeah she was going to school at the exact same time she oh, was yeah. a freshman when we were freshmen she was a sophomore when we were sophomore so was everyone upset when the hair was cut was that the we talked we talked about that the last <laughs> one Simon? i think the fans were okay it was the wb that was really upset but oh really remember they got mad the wb like she showed up for work without the hair and, and they got mad but i think the fans were cool with it. it kind well, of, the it, weird thing was like the ratings dropped after the haircut. It Is was that true? Weird. And that yeah. was a thing they said. But I, I mean, I don't know. It worked I don't kind know of, if that's true. It worked kind of in that way of like a girl after her first year of college is rebellious and cuts her hair exactly. off. Exactly. Who yeah. cares? Who cares? And she, by the way, she still the beautiful. nicest and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Yeah, JJ's and, been good to her. He's put her in a lot of things. And she's doing great. Yeah. And she's on that show on uh, The Americans. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And I've met Greg Grumberg on that. Who Greg Grumberg. on Alias oh, Greg also. So yeah, let's talk about Alias. Do you know Greg? I don't know Greg. Yeah, I feel like you guys would be buddies. Okay, cool. He's just like a real gregarious guy. Nice. Gregarious. Gregarious. He puts yeah. the Greg in gregarious. He really does. Um, so uh, let's talk about Elias because uh, that's J.J. Abrams. He obviously liked you from yeah. Felicity. Yeah. Brought you in for the pilot. Well, they, they had said, it's funny because in terms of the pilot, they had said, he didn't, I mean, I had to read for it. Yeah. And I, they said, oh, you have this audition for J.J.'s new show. And I had just worked with him a year earlier on, on Felicity and it was a, uh, it was a the description of the part was like a overweight guy, balding with a ponytail. Wow, Motley Crue T-shirt, mid forties, and I was twenty nine at the time. And you're like, thanks a lot. It's like I have a part that you'll be perfect for, and you yeah. read the description. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could stand a few, lose a few lbs, <laughs> right. maybe, but you know, at the time, at the time, yeah, no, I think I was a you know, normal looking guy, and um, I was like, they're like, no, just go in, you know, and this is a lesson to any actor. It's like. Just go in and do your thing. Yeah. And don't try to... There's no way I could pretend to be balding. Right. I mean, I might have a, like a poison t-shirt somewhere. Right. You no, know. but you made it your own, I think. You took that part and you made it your own. The part is Marshall Fink, Flinkman. Flinkman. And yeah. you made it your own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I was. it was the most incredible thing that happened to me because I went in red, J.J., was there with Sarah Kaplan, the other producer, and we, we did it a couple different ways, and I improvised a little, and the, the scene in the pilot was kind of short. It was a lot of technical dialogue. Yeah, that's what you said. It was like a, a brief scene. One scene, and so he was just like, yeah, do whatever you want. And so I just kind of improvised. Got a call later that day from my manager. You got the job. You, you don't have to test. I was like, I don't have to test. And I think it was only because it was this like seventh or eighth character down the list. So they gave it to you. Yeah, they were like, "All right, JJ, whatever you say." Like they're more worried about you know Jennifer's character, Victor right. Garber, and Ron Rifkin, and Michael had any Martin. Of them, had any of them cast yet, or no? 
I'm not sure it where it was in the process, right. but I think they were more concerned about that. They were Which like, what, the little, good. the technical guy? Fine. It worked out great. Wh- whoever you want. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't care. And, uh, and it did work out. I mean, like, other characters on the show ended up, you know, getting killed off and right. things happened. And somehow I stuck on the show for all five seasons. I was going to say, I was under the radar. Episodes. Is that what in, it is? Yeah, 105 episodes, five seasons, and you were in every episode. Every episode, I somehow like slipped under the radar. I made every year. I was like, "What? They're bringing me back?" It's great. Oh, right, because a show like that, because it's about a CIA agent. I guess you could get killed off, and a lot point. of people did. Yeah, there's so, a lot of regulars that came and went. Yeah, you know, aside from like the top four people. Right. Well, so it was Jennifer Garner. She played Sydney Bristow. She yeah. won a Golden Globe for that. Amazing. Uh, Victor Garber. I remember we went to the Golden Globes that year. The first I, year, yeah. I peed next. Well, because we were we were nominated. I peed next yeah. to Brad Pitt. Wow. Yeah. It's a big one. We didn't say anything to each other though. No, no, it's no. A, it's, it didn't have to be said. Exactly. You know the rule in the bathroom. But it was unspoken. He knows that he peed next to you, too. <laughs> it's a story that you both go around. He's like, from. I peed from that guy that was in Pauly. <laughs> and Alias, right? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, that too. Of course. Yeah. And but, so, right, it was nominated for Best Drama that year. Yeah, and so yeah. Victor Garber, you mentioned, Ron Rifkin, Michael Vartan, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. A young Bradley Cooper. Who was only on the first two seasons. Right. And his character kind of... I mean, he wasn't fired or anything. It was just kind of like a natural evolution for his. Yeah. He was a friend and like her little friendship world yeah. kind of was phased out and right. they focused more on the, the CIA work. stuff. You know? Again, it worked out for you. It did. It increases your role. And then. Um, yeah, but maybe I should have been done no. after two years. I would have had a huge film career. Oh, wow. Like oh, so Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Well, so Bradley Cooper nominated <laughs> for an Oscar this year for Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. While Ben oh, Affleck yeah. was doing the Argo thing, so Jennifer Garner, every time I saw them at awards together, I would think Alias. Yeah. It would always be this little Alias reunion happening. Did you watch it in college? Because that was probably the same. Yeah, I, I, everyone did. Yeah. Was, was it, wait, was it the same? No, I was out of college. Oh, yeah. 2001. No, probably senior year of college I did senior watch year. it. Yeah. yeah. At Syracuse. I remember. Yep. At yeah. Syracuse. I remember that was a big show. And, that and it was, was kind of pre-media, like um, to pre-social media. Right. It was oh, more like sure. buzz. Absolutely, yeah. No, I watched Alias because it was so cool. She would be a different character all the time, and so, it, was, it was a great show. So beautiful, yeah. And yeah. I was thinking a lot of women liked it, I think, too, because she was an empowering character. Yeah. And she was Jennifer Garner, who I had known. You knew, you know, we knew about her from movies and different things. Well, not really. She was a little bit, I think. Not really. She was kind of. What did I know her from then? I think I knew her she from. She was on the, Felicity. Felicity, but there was a there was a party of five spinoff with Jennifer yes, Love Hewitt. Yes, time of your life, and I knew her from that. Yes, I was definitely into whatever Jennifer Love Hewitt was doing in the late nineties. I'm st- I still, <laughs> I still am. Too. Yeah, but you know, she plays like a hooker now on a TV show. By the way, right. Or actually, she's a masseuse. Oh, is that what it is? Who does things with the clients. <laughs> Sorry. In the back room. <laughs> Sorry, Jennifer, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Um, so I was also going to say our mutual friend Mandy Sherman worked on Alias. Oh, yeah. In casting. But you know yeah. Mandy from way back. From college. From growing up together. Yeah. yeah. Or college. College from UCLA. Oh, but you're both from here. Uh, yes, both, both when we were smoking pot, we used to like sneak away into the <laughs> into the uh, stairway next to the theater department, and we would indulge. You guys were the theater kids, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so after Alias, yeah, after Alias, a bunch of movies I want to mention: Clerks yeah. Two, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. He was a big Alias fan. Brought me on to do oh, that. That's how that happened. Yeah, oh, he's from Jersey, like me. Grew up yeah. loving his movies. Great guy. Um, Gone in sixty seconds. Little part in that, yeah. but written by Scott Rosenberg, who oh, was, yeah. like, a friend of mine, mentor to me. Love him. One I of my favorite Scott people. wrote that. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. wrote God Six Seconds. He wrote Beautiful Girls, which was one of my favorites. Yeah. And then I did a, uh, did an episode of his other show. Uh, October, October Road. Road. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know say. Scott wrote God Six Seconds. Yeah. October Road. Yeah. yeah. So you did that. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think. We talked about Flipped with Rob Reiner. Yeah. 
And then, I mean, so it's just ever since Alias, you you did a lot of dramas, I noticed. Yeah, I'm always, but, guys, a lot of hour TV shows Yeah, and which stuff. is so interesting because yeah. I know you as this comedian from working with you. So yeah. the shows you did were, you did all three CSIs. I've, you hit yeah. the trifecta. Were they different characters? I'm waiting for CSI and Ceno. Is that right. going to happen? <laughs> that might happen. Uh, they were, yes, all three different so characters. Not, those different shows, characters. I, I've never seen a CSI, I have to admit. But are Sorry. they all different worlds? Yeah, one is, you know. Like they're not, the, no, I know they're like New York, Miami, and Vegas, but yeah. like you can be different characters characters on them they don't intersect oh not at all yeah it's totally like separate set of got it you know rules and everything yeah crime scene because i always find when my friends are on different csis i'm like how can you be a different guy it, i didn't know if they're spinoffs or, or you know they works. just they've been on for so long they just call all the actors right. they they've call all the actors to be, actor. they really have i mean there's right. a there's a thing on my imdb page that was posted like actors who've hit the csi trifecta and there's like oh, there's really? like 80 of us oh i i thought it was you I yeah you, no I, maybe not 80 i mean maybe like 40 yeah i thought i discovered that you you were the first no there's a few there's a All few three. like scott Kahn is one Got of it. them and uh that's pretty cool a bunch of people that yeah i played like a like a like a cd um gambler with a dead hooker girlfriend in yeah. the original csi and right I played it. Of at, course. The, the, do you have a dead hooker somewhere? The, an inmate in CSI Miami who oh, okay. has knowledge that they come and interrogate. And, yeah. You know, just different kind of sleazy characters. So all these shows that you did, like Numbers and the CSIs yeah. and Wake and Chuck. So yeah. you're doing all these hour-long shows. Were you thinking you'd love to do a comedy again? Go back to the Yeah, I mean, beginning? you know, a lot, of time, a lot of... Yeah, you know, not really. I mean, a lot of times... I, I just like to play kind of rich characters and, and three-dimensional characters. And, yeah. A lot of times, like, they are a little quirky or maybe kind of... The like, comic, comic relief. A little maybe. bit, like an alias it was. But, you know, one of my favorite jobs was this show, Awake, which was kind of short-lived on NBC. Yeah. Was that Jason Isaacs? Jason oh, Isaacs, yeah. I know yeah. Jason, too. He's, he's really close friends with my friend Jake Abnett's family. Oh, and cool. so I just had Rosh Hashanah with him. Oh, yeah, was, Jason's yeah, a big Jew. Yeah, he's, a UK Jew. He's a fellow Jew. Like yeah. Us. But, yeah, he was, like, sitting at the restaurant oh. table with us with his wife and his daughters. He's really cool. Sweet guy. Yeah. Incredible actor. He's, and he's so charismatic, too. Like, he can command the table. Like, he tells a story, and everyone wants to hear it. He's like, yeah. He's got the British accent. Oh, yeah. He's, just, he's, he's really great. He's very chatty. Um, he loves so I did chat. what? I watched Awake, so I saw that. Yeah, and I just, you know, got to play this great kind of, you know, uh, police officer who who exists in both worlds and yeah. kind of played two different characters and so that's cool that you get really oh right because it was the world where his one world his wife died one world his child yeah, died. yeah. it's on netflix i recommend people yeah people just check out it. that series because it's it's really like a 12 episode miniseries right and, and that's how people great. watch tv now anyway they binge exactly. watch right except it, for hello ladies which they have to watch <laughs> please. when it's on please yeah, yeah sundays ten thirty. so the last thing we do here yeah. on the list is called the mystery question okay where i have my guest from the last podcast write a question and leave it in an envelope for my next next guest oh. whoever it may be so it's like but, buying somebody a future beer right yeah and it's cool because it links all the shows together i don't even know what it says so i'm passing you the envelope for episode 20 what are we we're episode 29 all right mm. that's from 28 and that the guest was simon rex who I 29 i'm uh, oh simon wrote this question <laughs> yeah it could be anything could be it would probably be funny unless he went this series why did you tape it you taped it so i didn't do it he he sealed it you sealed it with like some magic magic <laughs> glue. glue all right <laughs> Um, what does it say? It says, uh, Ola, how did you end your virginity? Details. Love, Simon Rex. <laughs> well. That probably came from the Felicity conversation he and I were having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From taking Carrie. Re- well, I told you. I took Carrie Russell's virginity. Done. Exactly. 
We're going to go on record with that. Yeah. I've never exactly. had such a personal mystery question. Really? Yeah, that he went personal with that. Yeah. Well, I will say it was in, yeah, it was in high school. It was in high school. Yeah. Was it memorable? That's no. all that matters. It, it was, was memorable not. in that I remember it. Right. But it was not with a memorable woman. Okay. Yeah, you and know. hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't even know if she's alive. <laughs> to be honest wow. with you. Wow. But I hope she watches Hello Ladies because the ratings account. I can't even. Listen, I want, I'm not going to say her name. No, but please don't. If you're still out there, please. Give me a call. Find me on Facebook. You know there's a woman out there telling everybody that the guy from Alias yeah. and the guy from Hello Ladies took her virginity. Well, so I don't think it was somewhere. her virginity. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. That gets interesting. We'll talk more about that off there. Yeah. So on that note, everybody tune in to Hello Ladies, Sunday nights, HBO, 1030. I haven't been this excited about a TV show in a while. I'm super psyched. Dude, we appreciate your support. You're yeah, awesome. I'm excited. I felt like I was a part of it, so I'm emotionally invested. You were. And I can't wait for season two. We'll have some fun. Now now we'll go into the season. Don't jinx it. Knock on wood. All right. But we'll go into this season already friends, which which would be nice. Exactly. So thank you very much, Kevin, for being here, taking the time to do the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Wait for So keep fighting on When all hope is gone You live and you learn That same worlds will turn So shine like you should Hooray for Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.